0: You are listening to Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. On every episode, I talk about how to stand up and battle those beasts in your life so that your life can be filled with hope, strength, and courage. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure that you follow and sign up for updates so you never miss a new episode. For direct access, you can visit my website at valeriesilvera.com/podcast you are not alone i am standing with you hello everybody i hope you're doing great tonight on december 30th 2019 i mean i'm going to come and talk to you one more time in 2019 tomorrow night so i don't want to talk too much about the new year today but I can't get over it. Anybody else feel the same way? I mean, I'm completely blown away that we are already sitting here and having one more day left in 2019, 20 years into this century. I mean, it's just really amazing. One of the things I like to say, you know how people say time flies when you're having fun? I say that's not true. Time flies whether you're having fun or not. Do you know what I mean? I mean, time just flat out flies. And so, you know, that's why I'm so, I don't want to say adamant. Maybe I'm a little adamant. <laughs> it's why I'm just so passionate about helping you to take action and encouraging you to make changes ASAP. Because if you don't, all of a sudden you're sitting here and it's December 30th and you meant to do it on January 1st. I know how that happens and how quickly life can go by. So it's time to take action now, my friends. Tonight, I wanted to give you some encouragement because I know that a lot of you are kind of maybe down on the mat or maybe not in a great place or not where you would like to be today. And I get that. I was there for many, 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 many years, more than a decade, so I get that. I lived with a dark cloud hanging over my heart 24 hours a day for 13 years while my daughter was riding her roller coaster from hell. And by the way, when I stopped living with that dark cloud, she was still riding her roller coaster from hell. The difference was me making a decision, and I'm gonna talk to you a little bit about that tonight, and hopefully that will encourage you. Hello, Diane and Anel and Sarah. Good to see you, my friends. Hello, Elizabeth. So, okay, you've heard me say this before. It's one thing to be young and think you've gone through some things. And a lot of young people have been through some things. But a lot of people haven't really been through the you-know-what storm until they've lived a few decades on this planet. And I know that a lot of you that follow my message are... You know, around my age. And by then, we've gone through stuff. We have those things that really get us down that actually can even have us massively depressed or feeling like it's too late or we're too old or we don't have enough time left or we've made too many mistakes. And wherever you sit today, even if you're sitting at that point where you're feeling like, hello, Jody," where you're feeling like, you know, like you're really down and a little bit bummed out here, I want to encourage you that it isn't all bad. Unfortunately, we've come to a point in life or I guess in society where we have this false notion that we're just supposed to be happy all the time and we're always trying to focus on and find happiness. Now, that's not to say you shouldn't be focusing on being happy, which by the way, comes from within. It doesn't come from without. It doesn't come from other people and stuff. Happiness comes from within. But the point is that life is not always happy. It's life. Oh, Justin, hey, this is Justin who is serving our country. I love you. Stay safe. God bless you, my friend. So, um, you know, so anyway, focus on happiness. Yeah, but let's face it, sometimes we're depressed. My friend Don and I were talking about this just the other day, that you know, people think unfortunately, too many people think that the second we feel depressed, we should run and go get a, a antidepressant. F- friends, life is sometimes depressing. Right? There's situational depress- depression, there's sadness. Life has sadness. It's part of the package. Life is not ever gonna be a bowl of cherries for anybody, continuously. <laughs> Sometimes life is sad. Sometimes we have to feel sad. Sometimes it's just part of the deal. So that's one thing is to stop thinking that, you know, your life isn't happy all the time, so you don't have a happy life. That's not true. You have to understand that life life is a mixed bag of stuff, right, and we get with it. We get sadness and loneliness and disappointment and frustration and fear and all of that. And guess what? We also get joy and peace and love and laughter and fun. It's a mixed bag. Heather here is saying she's burned out. Excuse me, Heather, I'm here to talk to you tonight. I'm here for you, sister, because I know what it's like to be burned out. I spent 13 years being burned out. Now, part of it was that my daughter was on her roller coaster from hell as a result of her addiction, and... You know, there's no way to not be sad and burned out and wiped out from that process. I'm telling you, anybody who's dealt with that process can tell you it is a nightmare. It's why I call it the roller coaster from hell. And so that, of course, can wipe you out, as can so many other things can completely wipe you out. So some of that sadness and disappointment, all that—it's natural and normal, and we have to feel it. I don't have any special magic fairy dust that's going to help you avoid feeling all of that stuff. But I do know that often the reason we get burned out is because we're fighting the wrong battle. At least that was definitely my, the case for me, and I've—I've, I've, you know, talked to a lot of people who have that same situation where. We're fighting the wrong battle. We're trying to make someone else change. We're trying to save somebody else. We're trying to make other people think a certain way. We're trying to make them act a certain way. And that is impossible, okay? You're you're always going to lose that battle because we have zero control over other people. So sometimes we're burned out because we're fighting the wrong battles. Sarah said, when we're burned out, is it time to breathe and rest? That is a good point, Sarah. Sometimes you guys have to remember, too, the battle isn't always this, you know, feverish, we got the sword out and we're battling. That's part of the battle. But sometimes part of of standing up and fighting is to fight for your peace and your happiness and your own health. Diane says she's reading my new book and it's helping her. Yay, Diane. I'm so happy. I'm going to put it up on the screen just so other people can see it. Um, This is my new book. It's still standing and it's called how the subtitles, how I overcame guilt, shame, helplessness, hopelessness. Sorry. Yeah, I was helpless too. (laughs) hopelessness, devastating loss and paralyzing fear. And I hope that it'll help you go to my website at ValerieSilver.com. You can see it here on the screen. Um, or you can also get it on Amazon, but we have packages of the book and journals that are really helpful, so I hope you'll check out that book. I'd love for you to also put your reviews on Amazon because it helps other people to find the book. Anyway, thank you so much, Diane, for saying that. I really, really appreciate it. Put a lot of heartache and heartbreak and happiness and joy and the whole mixed bag into that book. Okay, my friends. Listen, what I wanted to talk to you today is sometimes these, you know, these low points we get to, we think it's the end, right? We get to these really low points, these really sad points, these really depressing points like me living with that dark cloud hanging over my heart 24 hours a day and we think to ourselves, this is it, you know, all my, my best days are behind me. I've blown it. Life's too sad. I'm too depressed. Too many things have happened and the list goes on and on. I if that's you or you're anywhere close to that, I want you to listen very carefully to this message tonight. I don't please don't get distracted by phone calls or even what people are are, are typing in right now. Come back and, and interact with people for sure, but I don't want you to miss this because it's so critically important. One of the lowest points of my life was after riding the roller coaster from hell for 13 years, living with that dark cloud hanging over my heart. And if you've read my first book, which is still an amazing book, still standing after all the tears, I told a story in that book about the old woman in the cave. As a matter of fact, when I was talking to my friend Dawn the other day, she said she was gonna go back and grab that book and read the old woman in the cave because she so identified with it. And by the way, at first she didn't want to identify with that old woman, which is another story in itself. But anyways, the lowest point in my life, riding that roller coaster from hell, feeling like the old woman in the cave, because one of the problems, not problems, one of the realities for me was that I didn't know anybody else. At the time, I was the mom of an addict and had to realize and recognize that I was the mom of an addict, and that I had no control over my daughter's addiction no matter what I did, no matter how much I loved her, no matter how I tried, I tried the guilt trip, I tried to say this, do this, make her, put her, You know, I tried it all and nothing seemed to help. And so that really spun me down into a very, very, very dark place. And while I put a smile on my face and was a good actress, I was dying inside. I was barely existing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I was so it was a really really low point for a very long time for many 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 years and it was getting worse and worse and worse and Jamie wasn't getting any better. And so I was losing Jamie and I was losing myself. And some of you, you know, not all of you you don't have to be an addiction to understand this. We can lose ourselves for so many reasons. That's just my story and why why and how I was losing myself. And it was a, such a low, low point in my life. But this is the part I want you to get. I used to cry in my walk-in closet because I didn't want my husband Rich to see me because I knew how much it frustrated him. I knew how much it worried him. I knew how much, it, how much sadness he got from this because he had no way to help me. Um, he felt so devastated himself. He was sad over Jamie too, even though he was the stepfather. There was so much going on in our lives. And uh, so I would cry in the walk-in closet to try to keep it from him. I'm sure he knew, but he didn't have, you know, even a quarter of, of an idea of how depressed I was inside. And so one day I'm standing in my kitchen and I was just doing something in the kitchen at the island. And he was, I think, sitting in the, in the living room or something. And it just, it just came out. It just, I didn't plan it. It just, well, <laughs> I blurted it out. I said, I don't want to be here anymore. It's just too hard. And maybe you felt that way. Maybe you're feeling like that today. Maybe you have felt like that in the past. And maybe you feel badly for feeling like that because I did. And I was kind of even ashamed at first that I felt that way because I'd always been a really strong person and a happy person and, and I still had a lot of good things in my life. So how dare me feel that way. And. You know, I was really upset with myself for feeling that way. But that moment in my kitchen turned out to be one of the best moments of my life because it was a catalyst for change. That moment scared me so badly. Telling, you know, saying, speaking those words. And listen, let me, let me back up for a second. I'm a person that thinks you should choose your words carefully, especially with regard to things like that, because words have power. And so I'm not saying that we should, you know, run around telling everybody something like I said, but that moment, you know, if I had just kept saying that for the next year or so, God knows how depressed I would have become. But what I did is I used that as a springboard to help me make changes. I I heard my voice in my ears, in my brain, into my heart say, I don't want to be here anymore. This one life that I get, that's it. One life with this loving husband and a a great family and everything. And I said, I don't wanna be here anymore. So while I don't like speaking words because they can be powerful and you can speak them into existence, I am so thankful that I finally blurted out what had been on my lips a hundred times. I don't wanna be here anymore. The reason I'm so glad is because, and now here's the thing, make sure if you have a moment like this, you turn it into something powerful for change. Because what happened was it scared the, you know, what out of me, it did, it scared the holy hell out of me. I thought to myself, wow, I am at such a low point that I don't want to be here anymore. That scared me. And I started to think that this can't be my legacy. This, it it can't, it's not right. This can't be right. If I lose myself while Jamie's crashing anyway, then Sean's going to lose his mom. And so this is what I want to tell you. Some of you don't even know how to stand up and fight and you don't even know what for and you don't feel good about yourself and you have low self-esteem and low self-confidence and low self-worth. I was there too. Absolutely. No matter how it looked on the outside, that's exactly where I was on the inside. But I thought this just can't be it. I know God didn't put me on this earth to say, well, you know, the first part of your life was okay, but just, you know, the, the, sorry, raw deal, too bad. I just didn't believe that. And so I took a tiny bit of hope and I'm talking a tiny bit of hope because my faith was almost shattered. I took a tiny bit of of hope and a shred of self-confidence and self-worth and I made the decision to stand up and fight. I made the decision that I was, that that wasn't going to be my legacy, that that that's not how people were going to remember me that Sean what would never have to say I wish you would have known my mom when do you know what I'm talking about can any of you relate to this tonight I wish you would have known my mom when she was happy I wish you would have known my mom when she was funny I wish you would have known my mom when she was full of life and full of hope and believed in the future I didn't want that for him and i thought to myself what an awful thing to teach my own son what a terrible thing to teach him that you give up really that's what i was going to teach sean and even jamie living in her addiction i was going to teach them that this is what we do when the going gets tough we lay down on the mat we roll up in a ball and we give up we quit we quit on everybody else in our life we quit on ourselves we quit on our purpose we quit on god no, that was not going to happen. When I first stood up, I had no effing way or idea where I was going, how I was going to get there. I didn't know if I could get there. I just knew that I was going to claw my way toward happiness, even though I told you earlier that life isn't all happy. I'm talking about general overall happiness. I was going to claw my way toward peace. I was going to make sure I found my purpose again. And it was a battle royale. And that's how I ended up developing the nine actions is that I went back and I just started. I mean, I did a lot of praying. I did a lot of journaling. I did a lot of thinking. I did a lot of being introspective and just thinking about everything that I had learned in my life that was valuable to me. And I started to use them. And then it then it was, you know, it was taking those pieces in it and starting to apply them. And then I ended up saying, It's working. Okay, I'm a little bit better. And so that's why I decided to create the nine actions to give you tools, to give you some kind of roadmap. And that's what I really recommend that you do get still standing, get my book, use the journals, join the still standing tribe. I've got some really cool stuff. Planned for 2020, including new members having a bit of a roadmap to follow, instead of um, just the coaching pieces. I'm also going to do a roadmap, so I really think that that's one of the best things you can do. I mean, don't do like I did and and spend years floundering around, not you know, not knowing what to do when there's a roadmap available. I wish somebody else had created the nine actions and I could have used them way back when. But I did learn so many bits and pieces from so many people along the way. But that was such a, an incredible catalyst for change for me. So what I did, Jodi is saying here that um, she's having a hard, I'm, I'm just, things are coming by quickly here because I'm doing this on Facebook Live here and I'm only seeing quick comments so I can't read everything. But what I'm seeing is that you're having a hard time putting yourself first. And I think especially for women, we do have a hard time with this. Moms, oh yeah. So putting ourselves first. But here's the thing, you gotta get into your head. Not just you, Jody, but so many others. Putting yourself first is putting other people first. Does that make sense? I think it's selfish when we don't take care of ourselves. <laughs> if you burn out, if you self-destruct, you're not going to be there for anybody so in order for you to be there for other people you have to take care of yourself if if I didn't take care of myself and think about my well-being and my mental well-being and emotional and physical and spiritual well-being I wouldn't be doing this for any of you and so while I consider myself a very selfless person Jody, maybe this will help you I consider myself a very selfless person. I'm always thinking about other people and how to help them. But we have to first get our own head on straight. We first have to get our own heart, you know, in the right place. We first have to get ourselves into a place of peace. It's not like you're not going to have time later to help other people. There are ways you can help people right now. Yes, you can still do little bits and pieces. But as far as your focus, if you feel like, you're not valuable or you're really out of balance or that you know you're being you're running around taking care of everybody else and you're coming in last place then i can tell you right now you're being told <laughs> you're being told right now not by me by your yourself by god that it's time for you and so i mean seriously this is taking care of you is taking care of others if you were going to, let's say that you were going to, okay, we just got through watching football yesterday. If you were going to become an elite athlete and you were going to go, join the NFL and be a football player and you were going to inspire other people and you're going to entertain other people and all this kind of stuff, you think you just run out on the field and, and there you'd be and people would be watching you? It'd be a disaster. They train and prepare and work Build the muscles, it's no different than us needing to build. We have to build our spiritual muscles, we have to build our emotional muscles, we have to build our physical self too, and our mental self. If we don't take care of us, I'm telling you, there's not going to be anything left for anybody else. So, what do you think you're doing? Burning yourself out in the service of others is not a good thing. Self-destruction should never be an option. Sometimes we just have to step back. It doesn't mean we stop caring about people. It doesn't mean we stop doing little things for people. You can still have other people on the list, Jody. but dang it, you better be on that list too, and you better be at the top. That's not selfish. There's a total difference between self being selfish and self-centered and self-serving and it's all about me and look at me and I'm so wonderful and you know I'm only going to do things that make me feel good. Often when we're self-destructing, that's exactly what we're doing. We're doing stuff that makes us feel good temporarily. What I'm trying to help you do is to get to a much more permanent place of self-worth and You know, Jerry said she needed to hear this right now. I stepped back in my recovery about two years ago. I really, you really fell. Now you're fighting your way back. Jerry, let me tell you something with regard to, okay, by the way, this whole recovery thing, Jerry does have a daughter that struggles with addiction. I know Jerry because she's in my still standing tribe coaching membership. And so she's talking about her own recovery, though. And so when you have family members in addiction, you kind of realize that you have to recover, too. But I'm speaking to all of you out there, whatever it is you have to recover from, because life smacks us upside the head with a lot of different things. And by the time you're my age, for sure, you have to. Re- we're all needing to recover from something. So here's, Jerry, what I see all the time. It's okay. Life is cyclical. Somebody said that earlier. It's life is, you know, little, even if you're not in the roller coaster from hell, life is a roller coaster. Um, But often what happens is that we get ourselves into a good place. Okay. Can anyone relate to this? I want to hear some, I wish we could have like a little amen button. Okay. Send your hearts across. Um, Can anybody relate to this where you get yourself into a good place and then you stop working on yourself? You stop using the nine actions, if that's the tool that you use. You stop uh, listening to motivational speakers. You stop reading things that help support your spiritual well-being or your mental well-being. You 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 step back and you think, okay, I'm here. Okay, we're good. I'm good. Now I can start focusing on something else. You don't have to be full pedal to the metal on your recovery from life or on your... Um, building up of of yourself, you don't have to be pedaled to the metal all the time. Sometimes you can let let off on the gas, but what you don't want to do is get out of the car, right? You don't want to get out of the car, toss the keys in the drawer and forget all about it because life comes at us and it keeps coming at us, right? It's not as if, okay, so you get over this one thing. Here's what people do too. This one situation evens out. I see this a lot, especially when I, cause I work a lot with Uh, Women who have sons and daughters living in addiction. So I see that when they have this addiction thing in their in their lives of their loved one, kind of evens out and becomes you know better. Thank God. But then they think, okay, that's all I needed. See, for that thing to be okay, and now I'm okay. But then something else happens. Like Jerry, you had that happen to you. Something else came and hit you out of left field. So we're always having to build our courage and keep building our courage and keep focusing on it. Jerry said she got careless. He thought I was using them, but you got careless. Yeah, well, you know, it happens. Happens to everybody, even me. So now, here's the great news. You can always start over, right? That's the great thing about life. We get another day, hopefully. Today's the only day you have, though, so you might want to get started today. But seriously, we can always start again. It happens. Life throws us off track. Things happen. We make excuses. Whatever reason, whatever it is, it's okay. It is time again to stand up. It's time to get out your tools and resources. It's time to start working on yourself. Um, Oh, I like that one, Anel. Anel said, we all have hurts, habits and hangups we need to recover from. We get damaged living life. Anel, If those two sentences are not in your new book, well, maybe you're not gonna do a self-help book. If they're not at some point, those exact words, write them down right now, as soon as you get off this Facebook Live, because you won't remember it later. I really, really, really like how you said that. Um, I just added it to the broadcast, everybody. This is so cool, this new Ecamm uh, tool that I use for these Facebook Lives, I can add it. Can you see this on the broadcast? What Anel said, can you see that comment that she said? I was able to add it to the screen. Hopefully you can see it. Um, so isn't that true? We all have hurts, habits, and hangups we need to recover from. We get damaged living life. So for those of you that think that, you know, you're so damaged because you have this thing that you feel ashamed of. You're damaged because you have this thing that, that has happened in your life. Well, you know what? You're not the Lone Ranger. We all have, as Annelle said, hurts, habits, and hangups we need to recover from. And it's absolutely 100% true. But nothing gets better until you decide to get better. Your, Your life gets better when you decide to change. If we're always waiting for things around us to change, what if they don't? I mean, I hope they do. I really, truly hope and pray they do. But what if they don't? What if, God forbid, they get worse like they did for me? What if something else comes? What if something else happens? It's life, and life is messy, and life is painful, and life is tough. But that doesn't mean we still can't have a life that has good things in it too. But it's it's really, I'm telling you, my friends, building courage is the answer. And those nine actions will really help you to build courage, and we're going to focus so much on this Uh, in the Still Standing Tribe. So those of you who are not members of my Still Standing Tribe coaching membership, I really encourage you to go to valeriesilvera.com and join the coaching membership because it's really going to help you. And and you get get wisdom like this from people like Anel who are also in the coaching membership. You have a tribe of people that you can link arms with and really, really get focused. So I'm excited for 2020 and all the things we're going to be doing in the tribe this year. Um, Also... Hey, I want to tell you too, if you have any possibility of making this trip. If you don't live in the Southern California, most of you are gonna last, by the way, last time we had 15 states represented at Still Standing Live. I hope that you will join us for Still Standing Live. Everybody's welcome. Women, men. We had a lot more men last time. April 25th in Rancho Mirage, California, which is in the Palm Springs area. Go to ValerieSilvera.com right here and go to events and get your tickets and be at Still Standing Live. Why don't you make 2020 the year that you're finally going to get over the hump? You're finally going to get over the hump of building courage. Um, Let me tell you. I want to tell you one more story about being in your lowest place and how it can be a catalyst for change. And this also proves that people are watching you if you've ever had any any um, thought about that, that maybe they're not. So another low point was when I was standing in my kitchen maybe two, a couple days after Jamie was murdered. So for those of you watching that may not know my story, my daughter lived in addiction for 15 of her 30 years. She unfortunately only lived on this planet for 30 years, seven months, and four days. Um, but after she was murdered, um, a murder that you know we haven't had a trial yet on. So you know there's still struggles that we have every day as well. But we're good. Don't worry about us. Um, but anyway, standing in my kitchen with my son, who became an only child that day. You know, the day my daughter was murdered, I only had two kids. He became an only child, and so you know we're going through all these emotions together. And it's a low point, obviously, right? It's a low point in my life, and Sean had his big old massive arms around me, and I was standing there with him and I was bawling my eyes out, and I said, "How am I going to live without her?" I just had this moment thinking, "How in the world can I live without my daughter?" Even though I'd really been living with her without her for a lot of the fifteen years prior, but now, you know, she was gone from this earth, and I said, "How am I going to live without her?" And Sean said this without being defensive, without any kind of attitude, like, what about me, Mom? None of that. He said it with such conviction that I believed it. It was also a reminder. It was a reminder of the nine actions. It was a reminder of everything that I believe in. He said, because you have another child, Mom, that's how. And I knew, I knew in that moment Only two days after Jamie's murder, I knew in that moment that I would make it. Not just make it, that I would get right back up and that I would keep going. Because Sean reminded me that no matter what you have going on in your life right now that hurts, no matter the disappointments that you have right now, the people that you wish were in your life, the things that haven't gone the way that you wanted them to go, the future that's so uncertain, the fear that's trying to take you down, the beast that's trying to make you stop believing in yourself. No matter all that garbage that's spinning around, you still have so much to live for. You have no idea the incredible things that are waiting for you in your future, but you've got to get prepared. You know, have you heard this the saying that says, luck is when opportunity meets preparedness? What if something amazing is just right around the corner? But you won't get to have it in your life because you're not prepared. You're not ready. God's not gonna release it into your life because you haven't built up the strength and the courage and the faith and the hope and the and um you're not your your attitude isn't right and you're not focused in the right direction, and you're just not ready. Well, get ready. It's time to get ready. I'm going to come back tomorrow, and I'm going to talk to you a lot more uh, tomorrow about 2020. And I don't know what you all will be doing at 5 o'clock tomorrow Pacific time when it's New Year's Eve, but you can always come back and watch it later because I'm going to get you excited and enthusiastic and hopefully ready to take on 2020. So that's my message for you today today. Some of your lowest points can be the best things. Looking back, one of the best things that ever happened to me was telling Rich that I didn't want to be here anymore, getting that depressed because it scared me into action. One of my lowest points was telling Sean, how am I going to live without her? Expressing this helplessness and hopelessness and having him remind me that I still had things to live for. And that's what I want my message to be to you today and every day in the future. So I hope that you will come back and join me tomorrow at 5 p.m. Pacific time for another Still Standing the uh, still standing Show episode. And by the way, starting next week, I will be here and there. I'm going to be inviting some guests onto this show, some other people, people like Anel, who are going to give you some encouragement too. Every time we see somebody who's standing, even if their story has nothing to do with our story, when we see somebody who gets up against all odds and fights with determination, and with hope, claws their way through the dark to find the light, when we see that, it gives us hope. And we start to believe that if they can do it, then just maybe, just maybe, we have a chance of doing it too. So I'm really excited to be able to bring some of these people to you. Join my Still Standing tribe and you can actually get to know some of these people. Incredible, amazing people like Anel, like Diane, like Sarah, like Jerry, like Monette. I don't know who else I've seen on here. I think Becky. Um, so anyway, go to ValerieSilvera.com. Get yourself some resources. Don't wait another day. Today is the only day You're guaranteed. Okay, I will see you tomorrow for the very, very last day of 2019. Wherever you are, my friends, whatever you're going through, please know that you are not alone. I'm standing right there with you. Have an awesome night. Thanks again for listening to Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. Please be sure to follow me on social media and go to my website at ValerieSilvera.com where I have lots of awesome resources to help you stand up and fight and to remain standing. Link arms with me. You are not alone and you don't have to do this alone. Together, we can get through anything. Please know that I'm always standing with you.